Hello, and I want to welcome all my listeners to the latest Denny Artachi podcast. Where, uh, we also typically uh, videotape these and put them on my channel, Denny Artachi Show. And before I get going, I want to thank all the listeners that I've uh, been getting. I, I see in statistics I have listeners not just in America, but some in Europe and other places of the globe. So thank you for listening in. And today's topic is one that I've been asked to do. I did some workshops this week on Social Security. This is uh, a topic that's very important. It could be paramount and monumental in any retirement plan. So I thought it was a good idea that I would put together a podcast and uh, you know broadcast uh, some things that you should know about Social Security. Now, one of the things that I'm grateful for is I've partnered up with the Society for Financial Awareness They've been around about 30 years, and we do lectures and educational workshops to promote financial literacy. April's a big financial literacy month nationally, uh, and uh, I'm very grateful for that. So today, I'm going to talk about Social Security. But let's first get some of the uh, perceptions out of the way for Social Security. And one of them is, um, you go to most workshops, they all have the same theme, and that is, Wait till you're age 70, you'll get the biggest benefit, you'll pay the least amount of taxes, and oh, by the way, buy an annuity to bridge the gap and the difference. Mic drop. Well, <laughs> that's good in theory, but so is in diet and exercise, we should eat fresh vegetables, fruits, stay away from carbohydrates, and limit our alcohol and fried food intake, and we'll have optimal health. Well. Not everyone is made to wait till they're age 70 at Social Security. I know the other night I had a gentleman at my workshop. He's 62, and he stopped working. He's just getting income from dividends, and so he's actually a real good candidate for taking it at 62. I'm going to go into more details as we go along the differences be taking, between taking it at 62 and all the way to age 70. A lot of it is not just how long you live, how much the benefit will be, although if you do plan it correctly, it could literally mean six figures in your pocket by both benefits and the taxes that you save. So I'm going to give you some details, hopefully. And as always, if you'd like a complimentary consultation, my office line is 561-537-5897. Again, the number 561 537 5897, I, I am located in beautiful Jupiter, Florida, but I have, do have clients in other states. It's not a problem. And I, you know, I'm certified in Social Security claiming, and I use sophisticated software to show the optimal time. So the first thing that they tell you, of course, is wait till 70. And as I stated, that's true in theory, but not everyone's, you know, made to do that. Uh, the other thing that people take early is they say, well, I don't know if it's going to be around. Well, that's true, but, you know, the world's been coming to an end for the last 2,000 years. And, uh, you know, if, when changes come and go, we adapt. And, and I, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist. I, I typically plan for clients what we know now. And if things change, we adapt and make the changes. But let's talk about the trust fund. It is currently at $2 trillion dollars. Last year, they paid about $1 trillion in claims. And uh, the latest is, if, if they change nothing, 
around 2033, they'll only have 75% funded going forward. Now, if you think people got mad at COVID, where do you see the march on Washington if our leaders let Social Security go under? I'm sorry, this veteran uh, has more belief in our country. We're not perfect and our leaders, I think they'll figure it out. They may just make you wait longer for early and maybe change it at 70% to delay it. I can tell you that through the years, they have made changes to benefit beneficiaries. I mean, when it first came out in 1935, most people took it at 65 and they were gone by 70. That's just the way it was back then. We also had many more workers. Uh, I've seen different statistics for 24 workers for everyone collecting up to 28. Now that's more like one in four. But keep in mind that uh, it is still well-funded. It is a government promise. And um, currently, it's still in pretty good shape going forward. So uh, the other thing that they've changed and made it, uh, you used to be able to change your mind at any time if you made a mistake. They've limited it now to one year. So if you took it early and you run across someone like me and see the value of delaying it, you can, uh, up to a year, change your mind. You have to pay back the monies that you've taken, but it may be worth it in the course of a 30-year retirement. There were a few changes they did to help the baby boomers. We used to be allowed to file and suspend and do deemed filing, which basically would allow us to take half of our spouses while we're letting ours collect and grow because Social Security can grow 8% a year after full retirement age. And they stopped doing that. So anyone born after 1954, you no longer get to do that as well. So I believe that they will make changes accordingly. I will, I do believe they will not become insolvent. And uh, you just need to understand that changes come and go but as far as Social Security comes and goes as well, get with a, a claiming strategist like myself who uses sophisticated software. But it all starts going on ssa.gov by getting a profile and finding out what your benefits are, which I'm gonna go into detail. So getting some of the perceptions out of the way, let's talk about the, uh, the basics of Social Security and how it originated. It was originally called uh, Old Age Survivors and Disability Insurance. There are four components of it. You have your retirement benefits, survivor benefits, disability benefits, and lump sum uh, death benefit. Now the lump sum is still a whopping $255, which back in 1935 did the trick, not so much today. When it comes to disabilities, if you have a child or if you yourself were born disabled, you're in a category all by yourself. But for the purpose of this presentation, I wanna talk about how most people qualify for disability. It typically takes two years upon filing a claim to get paid, and then you get Medicare along with it. So the Social Security Act, uh, founded in 1935, does have uh, trustees and directors overlooking it. It does require an annual trustee report to Congress. They talk about the uh, status of the funds. You have the secretaries of the Treasury, Labor, 
Health and Human Resources, uh, the Commissioner of Social Security, plus two public representatives appointed by the presidents and confirmed by the Senate. So we do have uh, a few people, along with obviously Congress and many leaders, looking at Social Security. Now, you may or may not know that according to Social Security statistics, just under 70 million collected last year, and of that, just under 6 million were newly collecting Social Security benefits. And of that, 55% were women, which women typically live longer than men. And uh, the average age of uh, disabled workers was 55. This can change, but uh, this is what the average was last year. And again, about a trillion uh, uh, dollars were paid in benefits, and the fund itself still has $2 trillion to it. Now, in order to be eligible for Social Security, you need to have 10 years of working experience, and typically you, you get the 10 years per quarter. It's only $1,160 per quarter that will allow you to qualify for Social Security. They also look at that your work history for the amounts. They look at a rolling 35-year history to come up with the monthly benefit that you collect for Social Security. Now, when it comes to disability, typically you have to have six credits to qualify for disability, but you also have to pass a work test and a duration of work test. So typically when you're younger, uh, there's less required, and as, as you get older, there's more required. So up to the age of 24, for example, uh, you need to have worked one and a half years, and uh, within three years of your claiming, that has to be in place. After the age of 24 up to 31 years of age, you typically have to work 50% of the period, beginning with the quarter after you turn 21, which ends with the quarter that you become disabled. Beyond age 31, you, you will need to have worked five of the 10 years ending within the quarter of the disability period. Again, get with a professional. This whole presentation is meant to give you the guidelines so that you could do your own research and make your own educated decisions. In round figures, the 28-year-old may only need one and a half years of, of working to qualify, the 42-year-old my need five, and as we slide up, the 50-year-old needs seven, and the 60-year-old needs nine years to qualify in, uh, for the duration of the work test for disability. So I mentioned 10 years, and they take the average of 35 years to come up with the primary insurance amount or your full retirement benefit. So how do they break that down? Well. The first $856, and I'm speaking monthly benefits, you'll get awarded 90% of that. Then above 856 to the amount of $5,157, you'll get 32% of that. Anything above that, you will get 15%, and that's how they come up with your monthly benefit. But folks, don't wing it, don't guess. Go to ssa.gov, it will tell you to the dollar what your primary insurance amount so that when you get with uh, myself and we run the software, we look at the optimal time to take it. 
and so you can make your own decision. Now, uh, the second component is obviously, the other component is survivorship. So spouses can collect, uh, while living, half of the beneficiaries of the benefits of Social Security. Uh, but if your spouse passes on, you can qualify for the full amount. But you also, if you take it before full retirement age, it is a reduced amount, which I'm going to get into specific details. There's really three main times to take Social Security, early at 62, full retirement at 66, and delayed at age 70. Now, this is assuming everyone who was born after 1960, because prior to that, uh, up to 1954, full retirement age was 65. And so every year after that, they added uh, two months in there so that we're now up to uh, where we are at age 67. So survivor benefits are made uh, for the passing of your spouses. You typically, uh, you don't need more than 40 credits and typically the spouse or worker need to have been employed one and a half years during the three years prior of their death uh, for the benefit to take place. Uh, old spouses or former spouses, I don't want to say old, uh, they can collect as well. So if, if they were married to you for at least 10 years, they can collect the benefit of Social Security. And widowed individuals also need to understand that they could start collecting for reduced benefits starting at age 60 or at age 50 if they are disabled. Now, children under the age of 16 also are eligible for benefits. And uh, if, if your child is, is disabled as well, they're eligible. And if you also have parents that you've been taking care of, providing more than 50% support, they're also eligible to collect upon the passing of the breadwinner. So let's talk about the main ages here. You have early retirement, full retirement, and you have delayed retirement. So currently in the system, it's age 62. And if you do decide, because again, maybe you think you're not gonna live that long. Maybe you think, as I said, Social Security's not gonna be there. If you do decide to take it at 62, you, take, you get 70% of the full retirement benefit. Now, it's not just you that gets a haircut. Your spouse at that point will only be eligible for 32 and a half percent of the benefit, where um, at age 67, you can get the full amount and your spouse would get half of that full amount as well. And it does go upwards in increments. There's another thing to consider when you take it early. If uh, you decide to continually work and you make more than $19,560, now your Social Security benefits are reduced by way of taxation. So a lot of people, they don't factor that in, and it's very important when you're planning for now and in the future. So why would someone delay it past retirement age or full retirement age? Well, because they will reward you an 8% guaranteed growth for every year you delay. So from 67 to age 70, you can collect 8% growth uh, up until age 70. There is no benefit to go past 70, so most people start taking it at that time. 
Now, taxation, as I said, stated earlier, is very important in Social Security. Think about it this way. Uh, whatever pension you have, whatever investment income you have, you are taxed 100% on that. And uh, Social Security is not the case. So if you use it as a cornerstone, uh, it does save you uh, in taxation. If you're an individual and you make less than $25,000, you are not going to pay any taxes on Social Security. If you're a married couple, that threshold is uh, uh, less than 32000 and it goes up from there. So for individuals, when you make uh, between twenty-five and 34000 you can be taxed up to 50% of your benefits. For a married couple, uh, that threshold will be thirty-two to 44000 again, up to 50%. Above the 34000 uh, you can be taxed as an individual up to 85%. And above forty-four thousand for a married couple. So think about that. The most you would pay of Social Security is eighty-five percent of it would be taxable. Where pensions and investments, you're taxed one hundred percent. You also factor in the fact that Social Security has cost of living adjustments, where most pensions and investments do not. I know in theory some of them state as the market goes on a, a run you'll get more money, but it's certainly there is no guarantee with that logic. So what if you do take it early and you do decide to work and you are making more than $19,560? Well, the way that would work, you would have to deduct $1 from benefit payments for every $2 above the annual limit. We can do the math and run it by the software but I would say for the most part, if you're going to continue to earn income, then you would probably be better suited to delay your Social Security. Now, it used to be before they passed legislation, no matter what age, if you were collecting Social Security, they taxed you because of earnings. But they did change that. Uh, once you reach full retirement age, you can make as much as you can, and it will not affect your benefit for Social Security. They did do a few changes, as I've stated in the past, that uh, you could change at any time. Now you're limited to, to uh, you know, one year where you can change. Uh, they used to allow you to file and suspend benefits. In other words, collect you know, uh, a small portion of your spouse's while you're letting yours delay and grow. But uh, people born after 1954, you're no longer allowed to do that. So that's why I'm confident that they'll make the changes in Social Security and uh, not let it go insolvent as the fears are out there. Let's face it, if you don't live that long, it doesn't matter much what you do. However, if you do make it to a 25, 30, or 35-year retirement, it's very important that you, you put together a plan on which account you should take it from first. Most conventional wisdom does the opposite. They take Social Security early and delay their investments. But from a taxation and longevity point of view, the opposite tends to be more beneficial for those. And that's where the optimization software comes into place. Uh, again, the office line is 561-537-5897. So for most people, you fit into one of three categories. Either take it early, full retirement, or delayed. 
So I'm going to show you an extreme example of a couple that takes it early and one that waits when they're 70 years old. So let's use $80,000 as an income goal. So couple one decides to file early. They're getting $30,000 from Social Security income and $50,000 from their investments. So that means under their income and, and the thresholds, $23,850 of the Social Security benefit is taxable, which and 100% of the 50, which means that their adjustable gross income is $73,850. Now the laters, which again, this doesn't mean everyone should delay, but I'm showing you the, the impactful difference. Same goal of 80,000, they did the opposite. They delayed Social Security and they lived on their investments first or, or predominantly, so that by the time they're 70 years old, they're getting $65,712 from Social Security as a benefit, and they're only getting $14,288 from their investments. So what did that do? Well, of the 65,000 that they're getting from Social Security, only 8,672 is taxable, which means their adjustable gross income, their tax liability, will be based on $22,960. I'm not trying to be cute, but would you rather pay more or less in taxes? And I know this is an extreme example, but it's showing you the impactful difference between taking it early and delaying it from a taxation standpoint. I've stated that many people have said that, well, if I take it at 62 and live to age 77, I broke even and I've made the same amount of money at 77 should I have delayed it from age 70 instead. And I've been getting paid all this time. But they don't factor into taxation. Now, I'm not a gambling man, but if I were to take a guess, I would say taxes go higher from here. We've had the historically low tax rates. We have $32 trillion last time I checked of bills that we have to pay. So if I were to take a guess, I would say taxes go higher from here, not lower. This is why it's very important to plan properly and get with a professional that can minimize this because it may not mean much the first 10 years. Once you start getting into your 70s and 80s, that's when it can be devastating. So simply, from age 62 to 70, there is a minimal of 76% difference in pay. If you throw in a cost of living adjustment of say just 2.2%, that's a 110% difference. So if you live another 20 years in retirement, that, uh, th th that difference is just night and day. And remember, uh, Social Security does have cost of living adjustments because of our current inflationary times they approve 5.8% cost of living adjustments. I know recently in the last few years when we had lower inflationary times and more prosperity, uh, there were no cost of living adjustments. But going forward, they do enact laws to help the dollar grow as much as it can. And I, I'm not here to get political or anyone. I'm just telling you the facts that Unlike pensions and investment accounts, cost of living 
adjustments are available with Social Security. And in the course of a long retirement, it's a huge difference. Now, it's a personal choice. I started off by telling you that not everyone wants to wait till they're 70. A lot of factors come into play. Are you healthy? Does longevity run in your family? Are you married? Are you concerned about your spouse? Are you concerned about taxation? Not what you make, what you get to keep. That's where claiming uh, properly and having the right Social Security optimization can come into play. Obviously, delaying it has more benefits, but that's not for everyone. I, I stated the gentleman who was 62 that it made more sense to take it at 62 and not delay it. But until you get together with someone who can show you the difference, you can make your own decision then. Because remember, in retirement planning, it is my uh, opinion that Social Security is the cornerstone because it's more predictable. Many people combine that with current pensions, defined benefit plans that they may have. And the reason people buy annuities is because, and they're not all treated equal. Some of them are fixed, some of them are variable, some of them have higher fees than others, but they typically buy the annuities to bridge the gaps to help buffer against market corrections and counting on predictable income in retirement so that they don't have to come back to work. Here's another reality. Many companies are no longer doing pensions and defined benefit plans. It's been costing them too much money. There's an excise tax that applies if they don't uh, follow the Form 5500, have participation rates. Many companies just don't want to deal with it anymore. What used to be normal many years ago is not the case anymore. All the more reason why planning when to take Social Security and juggling your investment accounts is very paramount. As I stated, annuities have uh, certain factors that people buy, guaranteed death benefit, predictable income. They're not all created equal. You have some fixed ones, uh, but get with a professional to bridge the gap between whether or not you have a pension, when you're taking Social Security, and how are you gonna deal with market fluctuations going forward. So what should you do? Go to ssa.gov, get a profile, don't guess. Find out to the dollar where your benefits are at early. They'll, it'll tell you every year up until full retirement age and then beyond to uh, delayed retirement credits. Do that. Get with someone like myself. You're certainly welcome to give me a call, although it's not a prerequisite. I'm hoping that you got enough information on this podcast. We are also broadcasting it on the Denny Artachi Show YouTube channel so that you could make a decision that could really help you in coming years. Maybe not, you may not see the value immediately, but during a course of a long retirement, you will. My office line again is 561-537-5897. Hopefully, you've gotten enough information from this podcast so you can at least start thinking about what would be better for yourself and your family. Get with someone who can show you the optimal time to take Social Security. So once again, thank you, my listeners. I really appreciate it and make it a great day and stay tuned because I, uh, this was an idea from a couple of people that did not 
come to the workshop or could not. And I think uh, partnered up with the Society for Financial Awareness and April being Financial Literacy Month, I want to put out more of these so that you can listen to them at your convenience. We talk about not just finance uh, with the podcast. We, we talk about entertainment, world issues. I have a uh, an expert that's going to talk about COVID next week. I have a cancer survivor. We've had yoga instructors. I try and mix it up so that it's not just about dollars and cents and try and keep it interesting. So be well. Thanks for listening. God bless. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.